Hello, hello. Hey, man, what's up? How you doing, Sam? Good. You know, happy to be back on the Mean Bean Show. Oh, yeah, obviously. No other place we'd rather be. It's true. And, I mean, this table just makes me feel at home. I would agree. Although I am sitting a little bit higher than you, so it doesn't always feel right. Do you feel like you're talking down to me? or are you Never. Just, no, okay. I, I would never think that. Because I, I, I don't think it's like that. I think it's actually kind of reflective of, like, you know, you're... You just did the cameras. You're pretty serious. You're ready to go. I had a long day. I'm, like, sitting kind of leisurely. Ready? We got camera one. Yep. Camera Cam- two. Camera two. And then now... Another one. Camera three. That's so awesome. Thanks, yeah. Thanks, Nicole. Shout out Nicole for letting us borrow one of her cameras. But, you know, we're back on the Mean Bean Show, and what are we talking about today? We are talking about... Trinosphos. <laughs> You for know, clarification, Sam and I are both not entirely sure how to properly pronounce this place's name, but it's either Trinosphos or Trinosophos. Tri- yeah. So like we're not totally sure. So someone like comment and be like, Sam got it right, or Colin got it right. We'll know. Or we both got it wrong. Or probably we both got it yeah. wrong. But for those who are just listening to the audio format, um, we are talking about Trinosphos today. Yep. This is episode two of season two for the Meme Bean Show. For those of you who are watching the YouTube video, uh, you should have already seen Sam and I explore the space a little bit, and now we are back in the studio to discuss it more, and then also discuss some other topics today. So, with that said, Sam, now that you've had some time to reflect on it, your overall thoughts on Trinosphos? I really like that place. I've been there before a few times. Um, I like the area, Easter Market. I feel like I could say I like the area for anywhere in Detroit, but I really like, like, you know, we just park off the street, you walk down Gratiot, which is a street I take almost every day to either get somewhere or go home. Um, it's a lot of cool stores around, the record store. And then you walk in this huge place that is filled with books and plants and has awesome food and coffee. So that's really my, my short synopsis of it, first impressions. Yeah, no, I think the the biggest thing that surprised me when I walked in was just it's a very large space. Um, I think the only thing that comes close to that in terms of, like, actual space is maybe Desert Oasis or Desert Oasis downtown. Um, I I still think that's not maybe as big as this place. So it's a really large space. Um, Unfortunately, we didn't get to see, you know, performances happening, but it looks like what happens in there is, you know, they do – uh, cater to events and host shows there, which is really cool because there's a whole stage and there's like setups and there's a piano in there, which if you're watching the YouTube version, you will get to see. So, yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And they have like the I, it's kind of funny that the chairs they have there are kind of reminiscent of like elementary school chairs and just going in there. The staff was really nice and let us record, of course. And, um, what what's their coffee anthology? Yes, it's anthology coffee, which you know, um, is the same actually as Milwaukee Cafe, which we visited last week. So 
coffee is pretty similar. Um, the latte I had tasted pretty much the same as the one I had from Milwaukee, which is, you know, that being said, really good. Really good. It's really good. Very smooth. Good flavor. Not too sweet. Um, good milk to espresso ratio. It's always important. And especially, yeah. like, it was shaken. It was made like a cocktail, which is, that's what coffee's all about. Um, I really like the pastry selection there, like, off the rip, you know. You can walk up there, and there's, like, muffins and um, egg, egg sandwiches, which we'll get to later. But just overall, you're pretty accessible. You've got a lot of options at Tronisoft's. Yeah, and the space is really cool. Um, I like... I really like the, the layout of it. It's very industrial, but they still have, like, bookcases. And, like, they have um, – you were saying it's, it reminds you almost like an elementary setting. Yeah. And also the huge wooden tables they have, those look like tables that are taken from, like, an old classroom, like an yeah. old Detroit classroom. It, there's these huge, like, oak or wood tables, and they have all the chairs there, which I've sat in there before to do some work, and they are kind of, like – surprisingly comfortable for being like these big wooden chairs like they're not bad to sit in and work on um and then they have like the one space off of the side where they have like the rugs and the, the huge plants and then like the lamp paint from the ceiling so for being like an all concrete industrial space it still feels kind of cozy at the same time um and then also they do have free parking in the back which is very nice because most places in detroit do not offer free parking you don't want to catch that 45 dollar charge yeah Highest in the nation. It is. It could be close. I don't think there's. I can't think of anywhere else where there's a forty-five dollar parking ticket if you don't pay. I, like in New York, I think it's like ten, fifteen dollars. Like I, I am That's floored. Crazy. Detroit is making money. It's the Motor City. Yeah. I mean, and I know people like probably hate those people that like go around, but you know they're like committed to the craft. They're like going around. They're like. They see someone that's like three minutes over, and they're like, "Let's get some money to the city." Yeah. And I'm like, "I'm okay with it. It's your mistake." So. Yeah, don't I be wonder stupid. they the way they move, they must be getting commission. I know the way that they are on top I, of it. You know, you're onto something. I think it totally could be commission based. Or it's like a bonus, like the amount of like revenue they make for the city, they get like a bonus at the end of the year. That's my theory. Yeah. Because there's just no way, unless they're just evil people. No, yeah, and who knows? Hopefully that money's going to a good place. That's all I have to say about that. Not the roads. <laughs> not the roads, not the roads. But there's free parking in back. Yeah. Um, to mention something about uh, Tronisoft's, too, is the, it's cool outdoor seating, too. I mean, like, there's always stuff going on in Gratiot. That would be really cool to be there on Easter Market. Like, you can kind of hang out, but also see all the activities going on. Just, yeah. I, um, I think on the weekend, it'd be a really fun place yeah. to go there. And the one thing that is cool about there is other places we've gone to before, even during, like, weekdays when you go, it's busy, right? This place is kind of, like, it's it's still close to downtown. It's in a walking distance. Um, but, like, we, weren't, we didn't have to wait super long. You could go in there. There's ample space in there. So, like, you know, even if there's a lot of people there, it seems like there's a lot of space for everyone um, which is nice because, like, some places get cramped pretty quickly. Um, so that was really nice. And, yeah, they had really good food options, too. So I don't know if you want to start talking about uh, the food. You know, um, I had a, a latte, and then I got a cookie, chocolate chip cookie. Cookie looked good and yeah. tasted good. Yeah, so. we shared a little bit. Yeah. 
No. <laughs> you know, we gotta we gotta spread the love. Uh, yeah. I mean, if one person gets one food item, it's not really fair for the other person not to taste it. In order for you guys as people that listen to this podcast (laughs) we're really doing you a public service yeah exactly so you should just you know you should venmo us and give us money for food options so we can give this to you yeah if you want to venmo us like five bucks for coffee or something we'll we'll take it and that means you too dave ramsey but anyways um i had the egg sandwich and it was the biscuit you know it was really good and it was definitely like made there because it was flaky and it was like i think it might have been like cheddar biscuit but it had egg, and then it had pickles. Crazy, right? And then, like, an aioli. And it, and then it came with a salad, like a little mini salad with, like, a lemon vinaigrette. So. Yeah, it was good. Really the, good. Um, the biscuit reminded me of, like, in middle school or, like, high school when you would, like, stay over at, like, a friend's house. And, like, you'd wake up, and they'd make, like, the, the biscuits and gravy from, like, uh... What is it? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like My dad a, makes it. Yeah, there's a certain brand that, like, all the parents would get. Pillsbury Doughboy. Yes. yes, and they would get the biscuits, and they'd, like, you know, crack open the thing, and then you, you get the biscuits, and you make them. It kind of reminded me of that. And it's not to say it tasted like an out-of-the-box Pillsbury. Like, it didn't taste like that, but, like, it reminded me of, like, the, the flakiness and the texture kind of brought me back. Yeah. You know, that's one of my nicknames in prison. Pil- Pillsbury Doughboy? <laughs> Pillsbury Doughboy. That's what they used to call me. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) But I will say that I would get that sandwich again. It's good value. And, like, if you don't want to cook an egg, like, that's a place to go because it was fresh. And you can say that for a lot of coffee places, but I really felt that at Trinosophs because your cookie wasn't the conventional cookie. Like, it wasn't. This was not any cookie you get. No, it wasn't standard. I would say it had the Trinosoft standard, and I appreciated it about that place. Yeah, that cookie was forged in the mountains. It's true. <laughs> forged by um, iron and actually some diamond, but they say diamond's harder to find. Applying pressure. <laughs> it's true. Shout out J. Cole. Man, that's a good album. I saw him live. Um, I saw that album whole, all live at Lulu's. Oh, wow. That's, that's good for you, Sam. Yeah, but I was, I know, but I, the only reason I say it is because it wasn't, it wasn't great, to be honest with you. Oh, how's 21 Savage? He wasn't there. I know. <laughs> that's so mean. Andrewski wasn't there, too. So all you had left was Murray, who, he does the hook on my life, but he also just does, like, Christian music, so that's all he sang. So then me and Berkeley were like, okay, we're sitting outside. We're not even going to listen to this. So that's how my concert went. But I got to see an idol, so. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. But besides the point, back to Trinosos. Just, you know, J. Cole. Um, Cole World. Uh, what else did you think? Did you know he went triple platinum with no features? I didn't know that. Oh, okay. I just got to make sure. I didn't know that. Some people <laughs> don't, though. And it's it's true. But Trinosos, overall, had a great time going. Would go back again. Um I don't know. I I don't know what th- I'm trying to formulate my meme beam factor right now because I don't. I kind of want to hear what you say because I have an idea in my head. See, that's interesting because I was waiting for you to share yours. Okay. 
I would honestly say that the decor inside is kind of the main bean factor. And that might sound weird because it's not, like, excessive. But it's really minimalist. And I really kind of like that about that place. I'm going to say the mean bean factor is the big lamp hanging in the front. No, Not many places have a lamp that big. No. I, I like this just a corner. They kind of just took one corner and decided we're not going to use this for seating. We're not going to use it for, like, functional space. It's just going to be a display because they have, like, a rug. They have all the plants sitting yeah. there. They have the chairs that, like, nobody really sits in. I don't know. It's, it's very Instagram-worthy. And, you know, we like aesthetically pleasing things here. It makes it easier to drink coffee. Um, but at the same time, uh, I just, like, I think the decor, yeah. I mean, I'm happy we're on the same page for the most part. Yeah, the space is cool. The only other place that has that somewhat industrial atmosphere is Dessert Oasis. Yeah. But it's still not, it's not the same. And I would like to, like, mention that it would be really cool to see an event there. Just, like, and it's just so awesome. I love, because that's, like, one of my dreams is to, like, own a coffee place slash event space. That's, it's just awesome to see it happening. Yeah. They don't have any liquor, though, which is kind of surprising (laughs) to me, like, at, like, when it's events, like, the congregation. Yeah. I don't know. Liquor licenses are very expensive. Yeah. They're easier to get, though, but, yeah, I know. They're super expensive. For sure. But, you know, that's besides the point. It's coffee place. So, yeah. Overall, though, great experience. Um, it, was, it was also, like, all the prices are pretty reasonable, too. It's nothing, like, crazy. Um, so, yeah, I would say that Trinosos has the, the Mean Bean Show stamp of approval. Yeah, that's work trademarking that. That's good. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, and now I've been really excited to talk to you about this. All right, let's hear it. It's menswear. It's not, I mean, we can talk about all wear, but I feel like guys have to start stepping it up in the fall and the winter because I feel like a lot of people dress good, but sometimes usually it's where guys are lacking. Yeah, I, I think that the majority of guys, and I guess we're talking primarily our age yes. group and everything. Um, I feel like, you know, I get it. Not every guy is into fashion, but guys, you, you can't be caught out here with the gray Nike sweatpants and a Gymshark hoodie and just call that your outfit. It just, it, maybe a few years ago, that was fine, but like, it's, it's 2022. Depends on where you're going. Yeah. I, for sure. And I get I, what you're yeah. saying. I do get what you're saying because you know my feelings about Gymshark. I remember when you bought something, I was like, dude. Yeah, you almost disowned me. But, and then you're like, I'm only using it to go to the gym. I'm like, all right, I'll step back a little bit. But here's my biggest gripe is, guys, we can't be just wearing flannels all the time. That's not fall wear. You need to be layering up. You can have a um, a flannel, but don't button it up. Wear something under it. Wear, like, I don't know. There's just a lot of options. You could wear a turtleneck and wear, like, something over it. I just... That really frustrates me because I think it's a cop out for dressing nice. You mean like the Nike, the blank Nike hoodie with like the red and black flannel? Don't say that to me. You can't wear a hoodie under a flannel. I get what you're saying. Like it, it infuriates that's, me. That's like the go-to outfit, though. I know. I know eight kids that wear that outfit, and also they just wear like I'm trying to think, probably slides with it. Yeah, so. or they'll wear just like the Nike sweats, and then they'll have like the Timberlands on. 
Yep. And Tim's are... That's, that's pushing it. Tim's are here or there. Um, what I will say is, if you know my style, which you do, I, I try to incorporate a lot of streetwear, and I know a lot of people, a lot of people don't want to spend money on streetwear, and that's fine. But you get yourself a good pair of pants, you get yourself a nice-fitting long-sleeve sweater, even maybe like this in like a neutral color, and you're golden. You're golden, Pony Boy, for all of fall. <laughs> For all of fall, you're gold. And if you want to accessorize a little bit, get a little, get a little wrist bling. Yeah, show the show to the cameras. Wrist, sorry, hit the mic. Um, yeah, you see that? See, I got like four, and that's the most accessible jewelry for men's wear all around. I think because some people don't like to wear a chain, some a lot of guys don't like to wear rings. Your Apple Watch looks good, um, and watches look good. But not everyone wears watches, so accessorize a little bit. Maybe wear a beanie. I know my boy Connor over here is a big beanie guy. and Connor, I, our producer off to the side, is an avid beanie wearer. And beanies look good. But um, a, a definitely a snapback hat backwards with a flannel doesn't look good. So stop wearing it. Because <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to infuriate me like just talking about it. So i got to step off. I'm done. All right. I, I appreciate how passionate you are about this. Yeah. Um, oh, I got one more okay, thing. Okay, go ahead. One more thing. Shoes. So fall is a good point to mention that the Doc Martens trends is still in. I like Doc Martens. They look good. And I'm not the one that should be deciding trends, so you don't have to listen to me. But Doc Martens are awesome. You can always wear those, boots or short shoes. And then also, like, Air Force One or a Dunk or some Yeezys amid the controversy he's got good shoes separate it separate it that's all i'll say i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm sorry anything else no i'm done all right um (laughs) i would yeah i agree with you on like pretty much everything you just said um yeah i i think the big thing is like guys need to spend money on pants because look I agree. If, if, if you're a guy and you're listening you know the struggle pants just suck there's, there's no pants that fit good and you know you gotta spend some money on pants they're usually expensive and, if you and, want good and what i'll say is all the pants i've bought in the past the ones that i'm still wearing years later are the ones i bought that have been like over a hundred dollars and it sucks when it's up front because like man 130 dollars on a pair of pants but they're going to last you a long time. It's the pants that I, you know, admittedly bought from H&M, <laughs> you know. You're not wearing anymore. No. Or if I try, I feel like if I squat, they're going to rip in half. I don't have a problem with fast, like, buying from, like, H&M and stuff, like, because every so often people do it, and it saves money. But you can't buy all your stuff from there. You've got to try and spread it out. I feel like investing and thrifting a little bit, you'll save yourself some money. You sometimes get yourself Thrift- on some good pants. Thrifting is just hard because it, it, it totally depends on where you live. For sure. Like, you know, even in a Detroit, maybe I'm just not looking the right places, but when I've tried going thrifting before... Downtown's not. It's, it's really hard to find something. Or if you do find something, it's at some, like hipster like upscale place and like they want $70 for some t-shirt they picked out it's like okay this kind of defeats the whole point of thrifting because the whole point of thrifting is supposed to be like finding these pieces for a good deal um and when someone else picks them out and it's like what they pick out and like what they would wear then they just sell them to you secondhand. 
it's like I think that kind of defeats the point of thrifting. And I get what you're saying, but I, as someone that also owns a business that that does that, it's like you got to find that balance. Because for me, I always put like pride on like pricing my stuff at like an accessible. Like I wasn't trying to rip people off; I was trying to get rid of my clothes, um, and that's kind of how it started. But I do see your point. I also see like when people own stores like that, like. And it obviously all depends on the shirt. Like, some shirts are worth $300 because maybe there's a thousand of them that were ever made and it was only available at this one concert. Like, right? That kind of makes sense. Um, but stuff that has, like, holes in it and yeah. there's, like, stains and it's just, like... It's just a Dior oh, It's kind of a neat design, but, like, it's not worth $70, man. <laughs> Look at I thrifted that. Yeah. It's like some people just need to, to relax on the pricing about that. Um, but yeah, I'm a big supporter in spending money and, and pants. I think other things you can like maybe get away with, but guys buy yourself a good pair of pants. Man, that's the bean bean stamp of approval right there. That's so important. Get yourself some pants, maybe some docs if you can afford them. On to the next thing. And I know you've been wanting to talk about this because I had troubles with it getting here today. Oh man. Please start us off. I'd like to talk about driving in Detroit. Um, look, if, you, if you're from Detroit or you've lived in Detroit for any amount of time, you know. It sucks, okay? I don't know what it is about the construction or who's... I, I just want to know who's in charge of, like, choosing what zones get constructed because I swear, I've been here for over a year now, and there are places I drive by that are still closed, and I haven't seen a single person working on them. And it's just like, what's going on, guys? And I, I also want to know what your least favorite place to drive to in Detroit is, because I have one. It's, yeah. it's Livonia. Okay. Livonia, I don't care if you're from Livonia, if your grandparents are from I don't care. My Driving, roommate Sterling, Sterling was from Livonia. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> if you're from Livonia, you can't tell me it's a good place to live. There's no way. The driving there is so miserable. Man, I think mine is um, Novi. Because when I drive home, like, the construction there is, like, it's, like, four roads. And it's, like, dude, there's no leeway to even get people in. And people are, like, need to get home at the time they want to get home. Which stinks because, you know, we're, I feel like the Midwest-friendly Western Michigan did rub off on me because sometimes I try to be nice. But if you're nice, they will, like, run you off the road. So you can't be nice sometimes. I don't know. It's, it's a real character you, you, development. You have to be very, uh, you have to be, like, very assertive when you're driving. Yeah. And you have to, like, I don't know, you have to kind of be rude and, like, push people. And it's just... I don't know. I don't know what is. I just for context. I I drove to Livonia earlier today to pick up some glasses, and there were like four different times I almost got into an accident, and I was driving the like it was forty minutes of driving, and like literally almost four times I got into an accident, and there was just multiple times where I was driving, and you know there would be no no sign saying that the lane's closing, nothing about like you know how the line the cones slowly merge into yeah. one. It's just like you're driving, and all of a sudden the car in front of you slams on the brakes and moves over, and then the car moves out of the way, and it reveals just a closed lane out of nowhere. Yeah. And, of course, there's nobody working out. There's not even construction, like, materials or equipment. There's just nothing. It's like, why is this closed? 
We'll get to it when we get to it. It's just, it's so frustrating. So, I don't know. I'm sorry if you're from Livonia, but <laughs> I have to say that driving in Livonia is my least favorite place to drive. Hey, to. hey Livonia, knock it off. You know, we're, we're, we live in Detroit because we want to come support your city and put more money into it. And you're just putting bad roads out. It's like putting bad music out. I can't stand it. <laughs> but, man, no. And guess what? Winter's going to come around, and these roads are going to get, like, just redestroyed because there's no infrastructure. So, like, you're just going to hit these random potholes you didn't see yesterday. So, good yeah. luck, guys. On uh, on 75, I guess we're, we're really talking to just Detroit natives at this point. But yeah. 75 going north. I remember last winter, you know, you'd have, like, the, the plow trucks that would come through with, like, the big uh, thing on the bottom. Yeah. One day, this is where I take to work. One day, I go there, and, you know, there's a lot of, like, snow plows going through and, like, uh, plowing the roads and everything. They have the huge metal blades on the bottom, right? Next time I drive to work, there are just entire chunks of the road just missing. (laughs) Just gone. And I'm not joking you one bit when I say this, that this is, like, a a 20-minute commute I have, and driving on 75... After the snow trucks came through, in one day, there were nine cars on the side of the road with flat tires or busted wheels. Nine cars. And this has been like a five-mile stretch. This one day I'm driving to work, and then like left and right, there's just cars with their hazards on, and then the wheels are just blowing out. And it's like, and you're, you're on the road, like, literally, like, swerving around the whole highway trying to avoid these, like, three-foot just pieces of the road missing. It's just, it's, it's right. unbelievable, man. It's not right. It's not right, and it's scary. It's, it's yeah. like, there's definitely time, like, I feel like you can kind of drive leisurely. Like, if I'm driving from Sussex to Detroit, I can kind of relax and when, settle in. Yeah, once you get outside of, the, like, the metro Detroit area, yeah. it's fine. But th- as soon as you're anywhere in Detroit, like, you have to always be on the alert. Do you know where those strip malls are on 96 that are, like, there's a bunch of strip malls, and they're, like, I'm trying to see. They're like on the side of the highway. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's when it when it turns into three lanes. That's when I start to focus because I'm yep. like, oh my god, it's starting to be that time where I'm gonna have to like, like just like <laughs> keep looking into my like six different mirrors and like just like make turns and just kind of trust your decision. It's your car I, has six mirrors. No. Oh, okay. It's like, what kind of car do you have? I would say six mirrors, like, simultaneously. So, Mm. like, I'm, like, doubling my vision because I'm so scared. Okay. Yeah. So, like, one looking, like, one eye looking at each one. So, you have, like, two, two, and two. Yeah. And then, like, I'm not looking at the road because I'm looking at six mirrors. And then. But then your third eye is looking at the road. People people don't know about my third eye. It's true. But, yeah, man. (laughs) I seriously, like, I can't even come. I. People complain about gas. It's like, dude, just drive in Detroit. Like, you'll complain about something else that has nothing to do with gas. It's just like that thats that character development. Yeah. And just 75 in general. It's the worst one. Um, By far. You know, they redid that entire highway last year. It was it was open for like a few months. And then they tore the entire thing up to redo it because they messed up. Which... I have a theory it's all on purpose. I have a theory that they intentionally 
didn't do it right the first time so then they could redo it because, you know, maybe I'm, cons- uh, you know, big in the conspiracies, but I just feel like it happens too often where they redo an entire road and they have to go back like a year or so later and redo the entire thing. And I think it's because they're buddy buddies with like, you know, the big companies they hire to do all this. They're getting paid by the government they're, they're getting that to contract. do it. Yeah. And they grid on a... I get what you're saying. It's it's real messed up, though, because of this. we got to really bring the city up. And They're playing people chess. People are really trying to keep it down just for their money's sake. So that's frustrating. And yeah. I definitely could see that. So They're playing know. They're playing chess. Who are you going to believe, the government or two kids on a podcast? Believe us. We know what we're talking about. Um, I think I'm going to save my topics for the next episode because I feel like we should stretch these out, so... I got nothing left to say. All right. That's fair. Do you want to, like, let him know what it's going to be at least? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know your good point. Um, I really want to come with, like, five recipes next week that you can do that are pretty good and healthy because I've been trying. I've been a real healthy lifestyle for the most part recently, and I've almost – I'm not eating um, – I'm not eating red meat or chicken as much. I'm almost cutting it back exclusively to pescatarian. Pescatarian's a good diet. So I'm that's where I'm going. I'm I've always been very like not carby, so I if I get my carbs, it's sweet potatoes. So I'll 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 come with some stuff. I just cooked mussels today that were really good. But you also gotta like seafood and some people don't like that texture at all. I really like sushi. I just like I don't eat it enough just because like it's kind of expensive. And like, I want to make my own. It's it's decently filling for like a snack. Like yeah, I think it's a really good snack, but like it's an expensive. <laughs> it's an expensive snack. Um, yeah, no, it is. And the thing is, like, it's not substantial because you eat the whole thing. Like, yeah. you get the package and you're like, I'm gonna save half, and then you end up eating it like it's 15 gone. minutes later. Yeah, it's all gone. Yeah, it's not. It's not there. But man. I'm ready. Chef Sam coming at you in the kitchen next week. And some other topics might occur, but we got to decide what we're going to do for our next episode, and I can't wait for it because I'm excited to be here with you again next week. Aw, thanks, Sam. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to turn on a sweet note. Thanks. All right, guys, I think that does it for episode two, season two of the Mean Bean Show. Uh, Thanks for joining And uh, Sam and I will see you next week. Peace out, guys. Have a great week.